Well, hello, friends. Hello. We're here. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, this happens occasionally. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, we're here for some more D and D. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We're going back into that bad city, big cold. Bad city, big cold. Let's see if this works. So is John the only one not working? Yeah, now you're good. Cool. Okay. All right. I don't know what it was connected to. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Hello. It's connected to something really random in the house. Yeah. Someone just got a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Like food bowl. I'll check on that because we're going to get up in a minute anyway. So don't worry about it. So yeah, I'll go fix that because we're leaving. Um, but anyway, we're back for the city of Oshwamp. We are not great RPG, and we're here again for another evening of D and D, where we're definitely fine. Everything's mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. totally fine, mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no we'll go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then pop back into the action after a quick recap. Um, so I am Don Boosted Girl. I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, in this one. I am not Lawrence, and I play Yalum Low. And this guy's so fucking green. <laughs> so fucking green. I'm Paul, and I play Felix, mm. a.k.a. the Green Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah, and I play Ritora. And I'm DJ, and I'll be playing Nesgrim. And Billy playing Buck is stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. The horse is uh, in a traffic jam. Uh, and I am John, the Dungeon Master for the city of Oshwamp. Uh, last week, when we gathered together for a damaged disciple... Uh, Yalum Lo and friends left Seamus's home on the northeast side of Slums West, and we were shocked to see Felix just at the end of the street, fortuitously walking down at the very appropriate time. Uh, we hurried over, caught up with our missing friend from the last couple of days, uh, asked some questions as to what he had been up to, and we immediately began telling him of all of the horrifying things that we had encountered and discovered very out in the open before we decided to let's not do that in public we should probably go somewhere and talk about this privately uh felix told us that he was en route to growler's tavern to procure some more of luna's magical ailment for madeline in clark's basement thank you i still love the pun um while we were walking uh yalumlo briefly departed going up one of these side streets to do a thing that you eventually told them, correct? Right? I thought so. I mean, not the specifics of it. Yeah, but, okay, so Yalumlo went to check in on one of the other loggers and had a conversation with one of the other loggers, as far as everyone knows. Uh, We then had Yalumlo eventually catch up to everyone else while they were at Growlers, having talked to Luna and flirted with her in a most peculiar way. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luna gave us her perception and the information that she has gathered on Widow's Whale, its use in various locations by different cultures, the discrepancy, discrepancies that exist within it as it grows in different locations, and how it can be utilized in various quantities for different means. Uh, we also recognize that the bloom of the white, cottony, bud-looking flower itself smells of ambrosia, and Nesgrim made a connection to the scent that was given off by the Awakened Ones that attacked them in Corin's basement. Um, we eventually made the decision to kind of communally to try to, I think, gain favor still with Luna's character, um... And go over Corin's notebook that Yalumlo had been gifted when Corin left, and went over the ten years of fragmented memories from Corin in the time 
after his transformation, after his untimely death, and his discoveries and ponderings and theories as to what is going on in the city of Oshwamp. Um, Luna herself, now that we have made established fair enough contact, invited them to a more formal dinner that evening, telling them that she would keep the tavern closed for the day, so this way things could be satisfyingly private, and she could introduce our friends to some of her lovely associates that work with her in the city. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, she directed them towards the herbalist at the end of the street, a man named Adrian, who works at the Brood Wing, where we ventured after briefly pausing at Leo's Bakery to pick up some magical bread that someone in the party was floating back using some kind of telekinetic powers. Ethier tried his best to performance his way, feigning as though he was carrying the bread through the street instead of having it lofted, floating through the alleys. Uh, and when we arrived at the Brood Wing after dropping off the bread, uh, we met the very eccentric and... I guess, Ethier-esque man, Adrian. Uh, Love him. An elvish man who was a little bit callous at first and instructed everyone to not touch any of the things on his shelf and demanded that they pay for their time in his shop. Uh, <clears throat> Yalumlo announced that Ethier sells bones <laughs> and Ethier pulled out some of his bones and Adrian immediately fawned over the femur that Ethier provided, uh, instantly becoming best friends. As you do. Fawned mm -hmm. over the femur is... What happens it's when a sentence I never bone. thought I'd utter, but I did it, what and can I I'm say? proud that I did it. Got a good bone? That's true. It's a very Just good bone, bone out. The party starts. <laughs> uh -huh. It is what it is. Check it's out true. my finest bone. <laughs> uh, it's too good. Ethier bone provider. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Your local bone provider. Oh, man. Ethier and Yalumlo, all your bone and wood services. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tag team. Yep. <laughs> One brings the bone, the other heavies the wood. Mm -hmm. uh, very good. Uh, we, we worked on our friendly communications with Adrian as Ethier began to uh, offer some of his bone jewelries, even saying that he would make a special one just for Adrian himself. Uh, and Adrian invited Ethier downstairs for a private session. Not a sex thing. Not a... He's... It is. Well, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not sure yet. Convinced. As far as Probably not aware. a sex thing. Definitely a sex it thing. It could it's be. It's very much a sex thing. <laughs> Akin to hide the emperor. Yeah, it's, it's come downstairs and hide bones with me. <laughs> Let's take turn hiding our bones. Let's hide the emperor together. Uh, yeah, so... Ethier recognized, as did Adrian, that the other is what Adrian calls a watcher, an individual who can see things beyond the curtains of death, and asked who taught Ethier his ways. Um, and we were a little, I guess, hesitant to follow Adrian into the creepy lower level of his horrifying shop. So Yalumlo asked if one of our companions could accompany him, at first offering himself. And then totally just said Nesgrim's died, and Adrian was, mm, spiciest of meatball, I'm gonna take this boy right with me. Saw that bus coming from a mile away. Yep. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> yep. Weird. 
Uh-huh. You were always in front of it. You never were. Oh, worked. man. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never pushed you there. You were just standing there. Uh-huh. Don't lay down in front of buses if you don't want to He also <laughs> pulled out a large, tall, standing, uh, oval-shaped jar with an engorged, distended uh, eye that had been dissected and was suspended in liquid and placed it on the table, saying, Don't touch any of my things, and then led Nesgrim and Ethier through a tall black door down a set of stairs and if the other three of you would please leave so I may conclude the recap. Also real quick just for clarity did he leave the eye upstairs? Yeah it's on the counter watching mm-hmm. over that. Okay yeah you're dead. <clears throat> Goodbye. Great okay. No 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 Don you're staying. Yeah you stay too. You stay oh. for right now. Oh, I'm okay. finishing the recap Got because it. you were here for oh, portions okay. of it. And then I'll get out. And then you get the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> we're good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh so yes, the two of you followed Adrian down the uh, small staircase to a landing where you watched as he took off his larger cloak, uh, revealing the tribal tattoos and ritualistic descriptions, depictions that were on his shoulders and, you know, extending down towards his elbows, adorning him for his services, and invited our friends into his bone room, mm-hmm. uh, where inside he stepped over towards a small writing desk, procuring a brazier, similarly constructed out of a stone, uh, very much like Ethers, and sat in the center of the room in a large circle outlined with a substance that looks akin to chalk, um, where there are geometric patterns and shapings weaving through and forming a... Uh, Pinnacles and points, yes, honestly, very similar to that. Like, I didn't want to say almost like an Ouroboros, but very akin to an Ouroboros. Um, And Adrian requested that Ethier bring him one of the candles from his desk. Ethier abided. He asked Nesgrim for a drop of his blood as he put some of his own herbs, flora, and other sprigs of plants into this brazier. Nesgrim abided, pricking his finger and dropping a few little splurts of blood into the brazier covering these herbs, uh, which Adrian then immediately ignited and requested that Nesgrim step into the circle with him. And Nesgrim acquiesced, stepping inside, watching as, very similar again to Aether, smoke began to waft around the face of Adrian, and you saw the two of them standing, And Adrian begins to inhale, and you see your good friend Nesgrim standing right at the entrance to the circle, both feet inside, staring down at Adrian, and then the two of them appear quite still, as if transfixed. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) See you, chat. Nesgrim inside of this circle, as you stood and watched as the smoke began to waft and encase the face of Adrian, mm-hmm. as the smoke briefly began to part as though pulling a veil aside, pressing its way through, you saw the familiar face of your father. And this is where DJ and I are beginning this episode. So you are standing here, effectively transfixed, in a, a trance almost like state. The world around you, for the familiar shape of where you were in this small room, suddenly feels as though it dissipates almost like heat on a horizon, and a different view comes to your eyes. 
and you see yourself standing in the familiar woods of the ogre pool. The woods of your home. You see your father's face kind of waft away the smoke, and you see the remainder of his form appear. And you can see that he is actually on his knees, looking out away from you, as -hmm. though to the side, so you are catching a peripheral profile view of your father. Right. And you can see that in his two hands, tightly squeezed, are a bouquet of white lilies. And he is holding them. You can see his arms and shoulders kind of sag and his hands shaking. Mm-hmm. As though weak and weak, feeble, but emotional. Okay. You watch as he extends his hands, laying carefully this bouquet of white lilies on a mound of dirt that you can see is adorned mm-hmm. with a head like a tombstone, similar to where you know. Your mother wasn't buried, but where you and your father dug a memorial, as though where you had spent most of your time with her outside of your your home in Ryak. You watch as he lays these lilies down, and he leaves one hand lingering on the dirt as he brings the other back to his side and places his hand on his hips. Mm -hmm. As his one palm is flat on this mound of earth you hear a very faint whisper echo out from the area of your father's body saying he is all right still felice they've not found him yet beneath your father's palm the earth begins to stir as though lightly shaking from a concentric point Mm -hmm. underneath your father's palm the flowers begin to fall apart and litter in a sideways pattern almost adorning it like a cascade down from where your father's hand is all right as he holds the dirt steadily between his fingers almost grasping it you watch as his hand is encased in a long scaled black claw with extending talons that dig into the base of his forearm. Okay. So it comes out, encases his fist, because this this claw is larger than your father's hand. Right. And you watch as the four finger-like talons sink in. So palm here, fingers here. Correct. And the thumb curls around, gripping into the middle of your father's wrist. Mm. You can see that the, the talons begin to slightly penetrate through the skin of your father's arm. Mm-hmm. And you hear once more the voice of your father echo out, No, my love. Our son shall not be thrall to the defiled. He is pure. We shall answer eternal in his stead. Wail no longer, darling. 
this corrupted clay is faintly a prison. And the talons of the claw sink deeper into the flesh of your father's arm. And you watch as blood begins to slowly trickle out, covering first the claw and spraying sideways slightly as though the claw squeezes too tightly Mm. and the lilies themselves are bathed in blood from your father's hand. Mm. And the dirt begins to be bathed in the richness of your father's blood existence. Yes. Okay. Your father stands, his hand extended down still into the dirt. The Mm -hmm. claw slowly relinquishes its grasp on him, and you watch as your father pulls his hand up, blood seeping from his fingertips, continuing to stain the lilies and this mound of earth. And your father stands and turns in your direction, his hand now at his side. And you can see, behind your father, first growing from the base of the mound, this massive, shadowy figure that encases around him, but in a grander silhouette, as though a form standing behind your father. And you can see, similar to a previous vision, these tendrils extend from behind him, looming over his cheeks and his face. Mm. The forests of the ogre pole begin to fade from behind, and all you see is your father in this shadow encasing. As the tendrils begin to turn and pull at the flesh of your father. And you hear in a mix of your father's and Adrian's voices. Mm-hmm. Hark, Nesgrim, lest you court the Seraph's cry. Hark, lest you court the Seraph's cry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don, you may return. All right. <clears throat> And you find yourself standing in this circle, looking down at Adrian as the last of the smoke dissipates from around him and the flames of the brazier crackle and spit their final life and extinguish. Quick question about the claw. Uh-huh. Uh, Ethier would have told me about his visions, right? Uh-huh. Probably. Mm-hmm. I would connect those two as being the same, right? quite similar. Great. Awesome. You see suddenly your friend Nesgrim begin to like shake. Not in a seizure-esque way, but like his hands at his sides begin to nervously twitch and he is standing here trembling staring down at Adrian who just kind of like breathes a single deep breath Oh, my. (laughs) What was that? Nesgrim, are you okay? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) What was that indeed? Quite a story. And you watch as, like, he 
he sinks his fingers into the herbs and you can see that the parts of like ashes and like stained soil he pulls them up and begins just scraping them along like his face and like <laughs> licking the tips of his fingers oh my, my god. god you are quite the man I've been told that <laughs> um can I ask you some questions about what I just saw? Oh. Yes, ask away. The last thing I heard. Hark, lest you court the seraph's cry. Uh, yes. Can you elaborate on what that means? I do not know. Okay. All right. It is... Oh. It is not... Uh... I suppose you could say, my voice that you've heard, yes. Oh god, whose voice did I hear? That man, I can only assume was your father. Yes, yes. Most interesting, Mr. Ethier. Uh, yes, what, you what have, have you quite done? the friend here. What did you do to him? Why are you mentioning his, his father? Oh, I didn't do, uh, anything. I simply saw what as is, you do. What is it that you saw, and how were you able to see without... while he is alive? What do you mean? I am only able to see after they have died. Can you? Yes. Marvelous. Should we? No. Oh, forgive me, of course, it was a jest. Oh, <laughs> but the story his bones could tell, Mr. Ethier. <clears throat> Perhaps <clears throat> one day I will see it if he gets into trouble himself, but until that day... It sounds as day, though he's already been in trouble. You could certainly say that. I have died, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, you have. Why was I shown that rather than my death? Did you, did you choose what I saw, or is it? I do not see as Mr. Ethier does. It seems he sees the soul as it stands in a liminal space between life and death. And what do you see? I see something different. I see... You know how a tree has branches? Yes. So does a family. Oh, okay. Oh. So you're able to see my family tree? Indeed. Is there anything I should know? Judging from what we just saw, I would assume so. But I only see what causes the death of a family member. Okay. I assume your father passed Fuck. shortly. <laughs> shortly after. He did. Um, do you think what I was shown was the 
transaction, the deal being made. Possibly. A, a deal? Ah, uh, well, um... Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> we got, got it. The campaign's done. That's all this was. Ah, well, uh... As my father reached into a mound of dirt that he had laid white lilies on, I watched as a claw met his hand palm to fist and the fingers and thumb dig into the forearm. Huge claw. Very big. Following that, he stood up and faced me and there was a large black shadow behind him um, which then encased his face in shadowy tendril and then I was here. That sounds great. So I'm not sure what... How long ago was this? This year. Or that might have been last year. Months? Um, I don't think I have months. I only have... Yeah, you didn't have the... I mean, I would tell you from the timeline, it was about six months ago for when your father was at his worst weakened condition. Okay. So like father and son, both of you pulled towards the grave then, perhaps? It's what it seems... Yes, I wonder if that's why everything has been trying to kill me. Perhaps you are lucky, then? That everything's trying to kill me? Well, if your father made some sort of deal, perhaps he cursed you to suffer the same fate as him, in which case you will meet an early grave and I will ferry you across. I appreciate that. Ferry him. Ah, yes. Marvelous. What a job you've been gifted, <laughs> Mr. Ethier. It is something that I take very seriously. I find those that require aid and help them across, or I banish them if they do not deserve to banish pass on. them? Uh, yes. To where? To the one side of the river. So that they may know they they may not cross. How lovely. And do these people share their stories with you? Some choose to, some choose not to. They vary depending on the person. I find those that deserve to cross are often more willing to share than those that are not. The ones that are not deserving of crossing are generally more uh, tight resistant. <laughs> yes, tight-lipped about oh. their crimes in life. Very well. You watch as he begins to like slowly stand up, elevating his brazier with him, and he begins to walk over towards the writing desk in the side of the room. Mm-hmm. I would very much like to do this again sometime, Mr. Neskrim. I think that may be possible. Lovely. And Mr. Ethier? Uh, yes? Perhaps someday you could pay me a visit, too. Was I brought down here for another reason? I have not yet done anything other than watch you terrorize Nesgrim with visions of some kind. Terrorize? He doesn't look very good. No fault of mine, Mr. Ethier. We are watchers. 
I did nothing to him. But why am I down here then? So you could witness. So you could understand. So that I could witness him being horrified? That was quite scary. Scary? Yes. Was it? I mean, yes. Oh. That's, that that was quite a vision. It not, was. Not everyone is as comfortable with death as you and I. Not everyone finds it a lucky thing to have happen to them or someone that they love. All right, then. Uh, well, then, let us continue our business upstairs. Okay. Hurry along. All right. If there is nothing else. No. He moves towards the door and opens it, and he just gestures upwards. It seems our tastes are a bit more distant than I first anticipated. I'm not opposed to this, but it was a bit of a shock. It probably will get easier with time. Perhaps. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And he just stands there in this, again, like back against the door, gesturing upwards. I guess I'll walk up the stairs. Rip me. I'll walk over to Adrian. Mm -hmm. Do you get an enjoyment out of this? There is a certain pleasure, yes, in the visions I am gifted. To understand what has happened to your friend is a rare blessing to possess. It is, so long as it is helpful to the person in which sees the vision. You can watch that he's just kind of still, like, running his fingers along the stained areas where he has rubbed the lingering fragments, and you can see, like, sprigs of, like, stems from the leaves. Um, it is helpful to me to know, absolutely. But is it helpful for them to know? I would think so. That connected some things. For example, the black claw you previously mentioned I think may be similar to the black claw that grabbed my father's hand. Perhaps. And also uh, the vision of him, the tendrils grabbing his face I've seen once before as well. All right. No reaction from Adrian on I've seen that before? No. Okay. So it um it did give me some insight as to what may be happening in that my past and Hoshwamps seem to be connected. All right. The Black Claw. Yes. You call it. That's what I saw, yes. Lovely. Is that notable? In a way, of course. Why is that? All things are notable, Mr. Neskrim. <laughs> and he gestures once more towards the door upstairs. I am going to pull out a silver uh-huh and say 
do you have any other information you may want to share? Earthly trinkets. Oh, how naive. <laughs> I would like something much different than coin. What is that? Oh, Mr. Neskrim. <laughs> oh. Your bones. Yes. And he just extends his palm towards you. There is a... An interest I possess in the acquisition of bones. Alright. They have their purposes. And, and do you want mine? No, not yours. Your blood suffices, Mr. Neskrim. Good. And what would we receive in exchange for these bones? Well, Mr. Nesgrim is asking of this black claw. <laughs> I could possibly part with a bit more knowledge that you seek. You have the knowledge? Of course. He then... just looks over at Nes, like up the stairs towards Nesgrim. I'll hand the silver to Ethier. Will this pay for the bone? Keep your silver. If you have the knowledge, why would you not share it with him willingly? Why should I? Death is not something that is meant to be used for profit. Death is a transaction, Mr. Ethier. I'm simply making another. If we are all friends here and share an interest, you would give him the knowledge and I will give you bones. But make no mistake, this is not a transaction. I am not running a business of trading bones for knowledge. I think much too highly of the people that belonged, that the bones belonged to at one point. Very well. Let us retire to the upstairs then, friends. Of course. Okay. And he waits for you to step into the hallway. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then he follows you back up the stairs. Everyone else may return. Come back! Baby, come back. <laughs> Probably about as far as I can go. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baby. Baby, return. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. And there's a buck. Mm hmm. Yeehaw. Mm hmm. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Mm -hmm. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, we'll say that. Buck stumbled his way in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> kind of saw you guys in the street and joined you guys in the uh, interior of the brood wing. Uh, so the four of you watch as the tall black door at the back of the room opens once more. Only about a minute or so, like two minutes has passed. Like not a long time actually has passed in terms of what happened, what transpired. <laughs> 20 minutes the, later. I know, right? The only thing I would have done in that one minute is crouch down in front of the eye and just... Stared at it? <laughs> yeah. 
So as you stared at it, it would have, like, the iris and the other, like, the pupil would have kind of, the pupil would have dilated and centered in on you. Sure. God. And looked at you more closely. Good to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just shiver uncomfortably yeah. at that. So you hear footsteps from the back of the room, and the black door opens once more, and you see Nazgrim standing in the doorframe. I know I'm already pale. Super pale. I look, yep, I just gave a lot of, not literally, but I look like I just gave a lot of blood. Like, I'm shaky and, yeah, it's not a good time. You hear a bit of, like, a giggle echoing out from the hallway as Adrian laughs behind you as you walk in front of him back up the stairs. And you all join your friends once more. I'm still just (laughs) staring at the eye. Adrian is affixing his robe once more. Oh, well, um, business as usual, you could say. Hey, Mr. Nesgrim. <laughs> oh, you're back? I see you've taken an interest. How does it work? Work? Yes, I saw that it focused. How does any living thing work? It's alive. Quite. Interesting. So fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what trinkets might I offer you? I don't even remember why we're here. Oh, <laughs> oh good, me neither. Oh, we were sent by Luna. Ethier, I do not suppose you had a chance to ask about the herbs? I did not. Yes. We were quite preoccupied in the basement. Yeah, they were. <laughs> he looks like he gave a lot of blood. <laughs> Both of them? Or just Nez? Just, just me. Perhaps now Is he dying be... again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm fine. I'm not dying yet. But... I'll just go up to Nez and just pat him on the arm. <laughs> Perhaps now would be a good time to ask before we depart. Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Adrian? Yes, my friend. You can see along, like, the portions of beneath his, like, around his chin, extending up almost to the center of his bottom lip, what looks like smeared dirt and ash Mm. and, like, sprinklings of, like, a leaf and like a twig, like a small fragment. That was not there before. Was oh. not remotely there before. Oh. So staining like the, the middle portions of his lower lip and his chin. Another drug addict, yep. <clears throat> yes, my friends. Uh, we had a question about a certain herb, a plant that grows in the uh, desecrated earth. In this vicinity? Ah, yes. We're under the impression that perhaps you knew Uh, something about this plant? Oh, um, (laughs) quite a lovely, special flower. Anything you could tell us about it would be greatly appreciated. Oh. Ah, many uses. Many. 
um, some a bit more precarious than others. Right, Mr. Ethier? Of course. Indeed. To tell? This guy's terrifying. I don't really like this guy. Well, and you watch as he just kind of like runs his finger along the dirt on his chin and then licks it off. Oh. You watch like his, his, he just kind of like shudders again in ecstasy. Mm. Delectable. Oh, I a room. <laughs> I have a room. Hey, Mr. Neskrim. Quite a room, is it not? It's something. <laughs> I'm really torn between standing behind Neskrim and standing in front of Neskrim. No danger here, darling. I'm going to pull up. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I put my hand into my bag and then... Yeah, second, second guess it. Some of its uses are uh, a bit more callously prescribed, you could say. Such as? Uh, well, are any of us familiar with poisons? Am I familiar with poisons? Slightly. Mm-hmm. You would know about poisonous plants. Mm-hmm. Would I know about poisonous plants? You would as well know about some poisonous plants, yes. Okay. I'd probably also have a touch, a, a, touch a little of, bit, as, yeah. but like as far as you Just know, from travel, but does, yeah. does Nesgrim drinking mud count as poison? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Then we so all know something bit. about poison. First hand experience. Mm-hmm. It's the best kind. Are poisons what made you green? <laughs> oh, is that so? Oh, the green man. Well oh, I that. thought it was a curse. That cut through. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to He's so fucking green. Have you seen him? Yeah. (laughs) He's really fucking green. It's incredible. Anyways, you were saying? Ah. Mr. Green Man. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going under the bus, everyone's going under the bus. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh. That's the strange elf. That's the one you call the strange elf? Yes. Take <laughs> um, back away from <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Man, she saves your life when you leave her. Oh, I forgot about it now. She's ran. You're trying to get killed by the party. God I damn. I guess I am the strange elf. You are. And back at home. Did. Mother Nature defend itself. It's tried. It's failed. Has it? Oh. What do you deem failure, my dear? Perhaps it is adaptation. It may not be the failure in your eyes, but for life to thrive, it has. It is a failure. Is it? Yes. 
And have you seen the earth dying? I have. Interesting. I have tried to fix it. You've tried to fix it. (laughs) And he begins to step towards you. Tell me how you've fixed death. Tried. I've tried. Like I said. (coughs) And he takes another step towards you. Tried. And were unsuccessful, I assume? Yes. And you watch as he just kind of, like, leans in your direction and just smells deeply inhaling through his nose. Oh. You are no failure, my dear. Mr. Nesgrim. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you may hear that cry quite soon. What? (laughs) What? Nothing, my friend. From where, whom, why? You shall understand in time the leaves of your branches begin to fall into place. You're gonna die. Can I help you? Perhaps something we should discuss later, Nesgrim? You look perplexed, my dear. I think the threshold between life and death is something that you faintly understand. Even Mr. Ethier seems to have a bit of confusion miring him. I do not claim to know everything about what lies between life and death, nor what lies beyond. I simply do what I must. What you must. Yes. How poignant. I like that about you. Thank you. You seem quite convinced. Convinced is a word. It is. And poisons, my sir. Sometimes Mother Nature transforms to protect itself from a deeper threat. And you believe that is the purpose of this plant? I believe it may be its purpose. And what might this threat be? Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. Oh, God, why me? Yes. (laughs) You have seen what rises from the dirt, have you not? I have. And I have seen the other side of it. The other side of the dirt? Is it not more dirt? Oh no, that's (laughs) that's soon. 
the other side of you, Mr. Nesgrim. Like the what inside? <laughs> what lurks behind him? What lurks behind me? Oh. <laughs> we, we will talk about it outside, perhaps in my home, Mr. Nesgrim. Yes. <laughs> Beware the white bow. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him, like, grin ear to ear. A father's warning should be heeded. Now, when you say white bone, are you, in fact, referring to this same plant? No. And he just obviously stares at Nesgrim. <sighs> Not a plant. My friend. Yes. I've quite enjoyed the taste of your story and your family. What do you mean by white bone? You will see, Mr. Nesgrim. Something inside you is Oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! And you see, like his hands dig into the sides of his arms. Oh, do you feel it lurching in you, Mister Nesgrim? Uh, I'm gonna step between him and Nesgrim. Do I? So, in terms of what he's talking about, you don't feel physically different. Right. Emotionally, that is your determination as to where you believe Nesgrim stands right now. I will tell you as the DM, definitively, physically, you do not feel, feel fine. different. Uh-huh. And for you all, careful how close you get to some whose blood is... Not quite what you think. What is wrong with my blood? And you watch as he just kind of like reels back and like looks and you see his hair just kind of like fall around his shoulders. Oh, I hear the cry. Don't you? Mr. Nesgrim? The cry of the seraph? Oh, it wriggles inside your veins, Mr. Nesgrim. Quite deliciously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Perhaps someday you all would like a turn to see what is inside of each of you. You are able to see yes. anyone, not just those that have died. I am able to taste of their life and see what it shows me, what it cries out with a calling. Perhaps if another of us was to 
allow you such... Oh, you uh, would be more forthright with information oh. on this plant? My green friend. And I'll <laughs> show my fangs. Oh, the choices. We will have to come back, I'm afraid. We have some things we must pick up, but... Too we, busy for understanding. We could return. Would it take any longer than it took with Nesgrim? Oh. You were not gone very long? Perhaps only a moment. We are already here? While I we possess are, the strength. We are very much pressed for time. I cannot speak for anyone else, but I would be willing. Oh. And he just extends his hand. I do love when they're willing. <laughs> Please, my friend. I would very much like to see. All right. And he begins to turn back towards the black door and walk towards it. Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to follow him. Mm -hmm. I'm walking. No, Mr. Ether. I think you've seen enough horrifying things for the day. Do you mind if I come? Oh, Mr. Neskrim. I would cherish your presence anywhere. I don't want him to go down there alone, man. <laughs> I have not it's yet. Going for punishment. <laughs> I have not yet seen enough today. The invitation is only extended to these two, Mr. Ethier. Our tastes do not mm. align yet. I, I need to roll history. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh, fuck <laughs> magic is he doing? Uh huh. <laughs> Oh god. I'm gonna pull another bone out of my bag and kind of offer it towards him. I've got something far more delicious in store than a simple bone, Mr. Ethier. Was it eleven? For your history? Yeah. So in terms of the magic that you can tell he is utilizing. I'm assuming I saw some of the reagents. You would associate it most clo closely with some sense of divination in terms of what school of magic you would attribute it towards. Okay. What it might be in particular, this is very unorthodox. I will tell you definitively, it is unorthodox, this is eccentric, this feels unnatural and otherworldly to you. Like, the reagents okay. would probably make sense in terms of their utilization as a catalyst. Right. But all you know is you saw him do something, and that didn't fully make sense, and you know this guy does something similar. Okay. I'm going to use Divine Sense. Mm-hmm. See if I can pick up on any, uh, what is it? Hallowed Spell, Celestial Fiend, or Undead. In 60 feet? Yeah. Emanating from the eye on the countertop. What was the, what were the three again? Sorry. Celestial Fiend, Undead, and Hollow. Hollow spell. Fiend. Fiend. Yeah. You said yeah. that your taste did not align with Ethier? Yes. Perhaps he could learn? 
He does seem interested. Very much so. I thought more of a fellow watcher. If he were a willing participant. A participant? This time around. Oh, that... That changes things. Ethier? Would you participate? If you let them stay, I will participate. How lovely. Of course, participate. Come now. I have quite a thought for what I might see. And for the others in here, do not look at the eye as your friend did. It might not treat you as well as it did him. It has a mind of its own. I'll smile at that. (laughs) Does it prefer yellow low? I didn't want to look at it. Oh, it might. But why? The eye makes its choices. What did you do? (laughs) Looked at the eye. (laughs) Yep, and he walks back towards the door and opens it and gestures for the three of you to come with him. I'm following. Here we yep. go. I'm Back. going to be physically sick. Back yep. in the creepy basement. <laughs> yep. So the three of you follow. Yep. Yep. Farewell, all the three. Oh, See you guys on. again. Sorry, guys. Play D and D. Right. Uh, I will be last mm-hmm. in line. Are you going to follow down as well? Yeah, and I'm going to look at the eye as I walk past. Okay. Uh, my not, not not closely. Sure. But my green friend. Are you interested in understanding? Uh, understanding what? Nature. Sh- sure. Oh, my. Come along, my friends. Here I've we go. never had so many in my room before. And he begins to descend the stairs. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go back downstairs. Mm-hmm. You guys watch once more as he stops at the base of the steps on the landing in front of another tall black door. And there is a coat rack on the side, very similar to the one that we have in the corner of the room where it looks like just notches on a, a branch or like a, a large piece of wood. And he removes his cloak once more and he hangs it up. I'm going to do the same. Mr. Nesbitt. I knew that wouldn't be innocuous. I knew it. <laughs> and you watch as he begins to untie his, like, the the strings along the top of his shirt. Uh-huh. This one might be a bit more involved. And he begins to remove his shirt. <laughs> I will stop at my <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy, we're partying in here. <laughs> So, you guys, as he removes his shirt, you can see that there are geometric shapes and what look like not tattoos around his shoulders, because he's it's like a vest. So you can see that there are not tattoos, and then on the left arm is an ankh that extends and is surrounded, almost encased, in these other tribal tattoos of geometric shapes and Celtic-style knots. On the other arm, you can see a spiraled bone dagger that looks like it is twisted and curved. Again, encased in... You have your dice tray, DJ? So, again, 
think of the signature signs mm-hmm. and shapes around like an Ouroboros around that as well. As he removes his shirt, you can see that on his back, Nesgrim, is a large, sprawling, scaled black claw. Ah. And in the center of it, you can see that it looks almost twisted. Mm-hmm. And you can see a stone brazier with flames and what looks like a skull tattooed on his back. What is that tattoo, Adrian? My markings? Yes, the one on your back. And he grabs the handle of the door. Oh, they're gifts, Mr. Neskrim. And he pulls the door open. So you guys have not been here. Uh, it, is, it is a small, square-shaped room. Uh, it is wood-laid, so I had previously described that when you entered his store, you ascended staircases up. This is effectively the foundation of the building. So sure. when you came down, you are it going... It is the first floor. It's not it, underground. Correct. You are not underground, because that was something that they wanted to make sure of. This yep. is a fully wood-laid room, so floors, walls, ceilings. In the right corner of the room is a small wooden writing desk. Uh, It looks like it's constructed of a dark oak wood. Um, On the top of it, you can see that there are like four or five vials filled with herbs and other flora and sprigs of plants akin to what Aether uses in his rituals. And in the center of those vials on that top shelf is a stone brazier, very similar again to Aether's. And then in the uh, lower portion of the writing desk below that shelf, you can see that there is a skull and two candlesticks with candles inside of the candlestick. In the center of the room, in white chalk, is a circle with geometric patterns traced into the wood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He walks over towards Can I discern what any of those are? So you can tell that the symbols are attributed to the various schools of magic. So you can see four symbols that are equated with the schools of abjuration, um, evocation, divination, and conjuration. So you would know effectively barriers, creation, like evocation is typically what like firebolt and things like that, like the creation of an effect that has a physical manifestation in the world. Conjuration is like summoning. Right. Um, and then divination is foresight and other things like that. So that would be your historical association for the schools of magic. Um, he again grabs vials and his stone brazier and walks into the center of the large circle, sits down, places the brazier, and begins to place various herbs and sprigs. Mr. Ethier, I will go first. Oh no, Mr. Ethier, the candle. Of course. I'll get the candle and bring it to him. And he pulls out the bone dagger from his hip. Mr. Yalumlo. Yes? Could you join me in the circle, my friend? And he extends the bone dagger. Just a drop of blood. Of course. I will take it and I'll roll my sleeve, sleeve up, up. Mm-hmm. and 
Yep. Just like slice along the side mm -hmm. and just squeeze. I did my finger, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you get like the couple of droplets that stain the herbs and incense in this bowl, and you hand him the candle. Yep. You, the three of you, watch as Yalumlo is standing inside of this circle, and the three of you are around it. He takes the candle from you, and once more he holds his two fingers over the wick and flicks them and ignites the candle. And then he lowers it into the brazier. You can see that the herbs and other things began to spark and sizzle. And Don, Paul, and DJ, goodbye. Good luck, bud. Bring it with you. As he illuminates these herbs and other flora, you can see that smoke begins to waft around his face, and he inhales deeply. You are standing once still inside of this circle with him, and as he inhales, his face is encased with smoke, and he looks up at you. You can see the world around you begins to dissipate. I described it the very same way to DJ as the, the faded vision of a horizon in heat in a desert where things look as though they blur and become fuzzy in your vision. Mm. And then suddenly the world around you looks once more like your home in the Rava Wode, inside of the central circles where you lived. You see the tall standing illuminated trees with their bark, pieces of sunlight breaking through the foliage and you see yourself standing amidst these rays of sunlight and the woods around you are silent quiet and still and then you feel centered around your feet a swirling vortex of wind and a horrific chill as though it begins at your feet, twisting around your ankles and your boots. So you're still in your clothes, but you can feel... Dressed like this. Correct. <clears throat> you, Yeah, which is understandably not how you would have been dressed back at home. Mm -hmm. You feel this vortex grip around your feet as though pulling you, akin to being what I would dictate as that mud sensation where you step too deeply and that suction prevents you from elevating your leg and you strain against it. And as you look down, you can see that this vortex is surrounded in an encasing snow, almost like if you were to shake a snow globe in an encased area around your feet. And the vortex winds extend up the length of your legs and they feel gripping almost like fingers curling around your body, extending up to your waist. And as you stare down amidst this vortex, amidst these winds, you see suddenly it looks as though the winds themselves are actually strands of hair, long, pearly, beautiful white like snow and you see silhouetted eyes amidst this hair void of a face 
So almost as though in the vortex itself, these eyes open from nowhere and the vortex halts at your waist, crawling up your side so it doesn't come like your chest or your back. You feel it along your rib cage, up under your arms, and it pulls your hands together in front of you. And the vortex clasps your hands together and you watch as snow begins to fall from your hands as they are held together very much like this shape like you are praying but outright and the snow falls and lingers in an area about three feet below your palms shining encasing itself almost like ice as though a crystalline shape with a jagged pointed tip forms down from your hands and you feel your hands and feet go numb and cold and you stare into the side the blade sides of this long crusted icicle that extends down from your hands and your gaze is drawn once more to your waist where you see the eyes as you stare into them you see one of them slowly begins to grow and twist, engorging and pulsating. And you hear a shrill, cackling laugh. And things begin to fade around you. Don, Paul, and DJ, you guys may begin to return. The vortex shrinks away from your waist, back down to your feet, but the residual chill still lingers in your hands and feet, and the icicle looks as though it cracks and splinters. And in your hands, extending down, is your longsword. Friends, come back! Eh. You want to just grab them for me? Because I guess they're not paying attention. They probably don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hope, uh, interesting for you, my friend. Who is it? You can come back in. Uh, it's just the three of you who are in the basement. Okay. Yeah. So the three of you are standing here watching as Yalumlo, very similar Ethier as Nesgrim was standing, slightly trembling as this incense wraps around Adrian, kind of encasing the floor of this circle contained within it. The smoke does not disperse outside of it. Okay. And you watch as the smoke begins to fade and dissipate. And Adrian begins to shiver. Slightly different from before. Before it looked more like he was reveling in ecstasy. This it looks like a more violent, shaking shiver. And the smoke dissipates and you see Yalumlo standing there, staring into the face of Adrian. Slightly mm -hmm. trembling at his sides. His hands slightly trembling at his sides. Oh. Oh my. Death has never felt so cold. 
How do you mean? And he reaches into the brazier. Um, and he pulls up more of the soil and the ash, and he begins to lick his fingertips. Oh, um, usually there is a bit of a different sensation at the end of life. But you, my friend, are quite different in a most satisfying way. Oh, thank you, Mr. Yalimlo. I'm not sure that I understand. What you've seen? And what you are saying? Hmm, I don't know, uh, how to explain what we see, eh, Mr. Ethia? Of course, it is unique. Indeed. The visions are, uh... I would say, like, dreams, but... I'm not sure how well that would come across, my friend. I understand that much, at least. Yes, you do. Curious that, uh... Well, I suppose I could say more hopeful that your friends obeyed the command of not gazing into the eye. And why is that? There may be some punishment in store for disobedience. The eye sees what it wants. And why not me? Oh, Mr. Yaldumlo, the world in which the eye sees is not something that you can partake in. Meaning? Why, why would you put the eye out to punish people? I don't appreciate theft, Mr. Ethier. Fair, but staring into something does not equal theft. There is a difference to theft and disobedience, but both deserve penalty. All right. Death deserves penalty. Disobedience. Are... Forgive me. There are things worse than death, Nesgrim. And that eye contains one of those things. That is worse than death? Indeed, Mr. Nesgrim. Does it make you green? Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> I want to die! I want to die. <laughs> I truly enjoy a good sense of humor. So rare to find in the company I keep. What company do you keep? Oh, God. 
<laughs> that slow turning <laughs> tells me I asked the wrong or right question. Company that might be frowned upon by certain rigid minds. Those unwilling to push the boundaries of these thresholds we know. But we like to look behind the curtains. And what do you give to look behind the curtain? Give? Earlier, the uh, discussion you had with Ethier in regards to the transaction. I imagine all things come with a price. They do. What is the price you pay for your visions? I pay with a debt. A debt to whom? Mr. Nesgrove. <laughs> oh, God, man. <laughs> yes. You're not the only one with a shadow. Oh, man. Aren't you? Do I have a shadow? Of course you do, Mr. Nesgrove. Son of a bitch. Uh, I look on the ground. It's right there. That's... Good sense of humor indeed, <laughs> my green friend. I do not suppose that this exchange that we have had is sufficient for the information that we seek? I think it is quite satisfactory to my taste. I believe we should return to your friends. The strange elf may have quite the interest. Okay. I will immediately begin walking upstairs. Yep, so you open the door once more. <laughs> you guys begin ascending the steps. He pauses, and he puts his shirt back on, and he re-adorns and ties his, his shirt back together at the top, puts his robe back on, and begins to follow you guys back up the stairs. Sarah and Billy. I'm also gonna grab and put on my cloak. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. going to leave that behind for this man. Still holding my mini keg. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of that. I'm going to make the button that you can turn the lights on and off. So that way you can they know. send... Yes, yeah, so you can call for <laughs> beep, people. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, I like that. It's a good idea. It just... Flickers, mm. flashes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the two of you standing in here, do either of you... uh? Take a gander at the no, eye I'm on the counter. No, I'm not looking at the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I was saying I went outside. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like outside. Like, I, I'm not staying in this structure. Okay. I'm, I, I'm... I made a wrong turn when I came here. <laughs> I did not want to actually follow these people. I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing Let's that. go get another drink, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, the two of you, I'll say that you're like in the doorway with the door kind of still open, just so this way you can still hear the conversation. You're not staring at the eye. I'm like doing that thing where like I like walk towards the door and then walk back and like Pacing. look like glance at the eye out of the corner of my eye and then go no. And then <laughs> you glance at the eye? Just like. Oh, <laughs> no. Did you look at it? Did you look at the eye? Look at her. You saying you looked at it? You look at him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Just yeah, look at him. The... Make a con save. <laughs> Congratulations, so you're now stoned. Let me get my book. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. Yeah, you don't stare at it. I, I, like, I got you. You know. Corner of your eye, like, no. see that it is like still in front of the face. See, like. see, see the jar there. But that no, makes don't. it scarier. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, don't do it. Okay. Just, like, look, like pacing back and forth between the door where Buck is standing is stand- and the door where my companions have just mm-hmm. disappeared to with this man who I do not like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you see the uh, the tall standing black oak door at the back of the room mm-hmm. open once more. You see Felix standing as he walks back into the center of the room, followed still by green? the other three friends. <laughs> <laughs> still green. No, not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we took care of that. Mm-hmm. I look a little worried. Mm-hmm. A little? A little worried. Mm-hmm. You watch as your four friends pour back out into this small shop with you. And then Adrian returns once more, the hood, like the cowl of his robe, pulled back down still, so his hair is kind of sprawled around his um, ears. I straighten up. Look Mm. uh, confident, (laughs) even though my hands are definitely, like... Shaking? Yeah. I slouch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely not confident. Yeah. But I'm not afraid because I don't understand enough to be afraid. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, um, defiant! I think is the word. Gotcha. Yeah. I just look confused. Mm-hmm. Well, a lovely experience. Um. Your questions of the widow's whale. Indeed. Now, what have you been told thus far of its use? Of its existence. It has many. Indeed. And its growth. Its origins. Still unclear. Interesting. We know that it is attracted to... Death? A lot of death. Indeed. One could say, uh... Not so much simply fed it as though it transforms with its use Mr. Ethier yes your visions for who taught you do you understand how they function not entirely I only know from my experiences and the little teaching that I had. Interesting. Do you know why you must burn the plants? I assumed it released something within them. Their life, Mr. Ethier. One could say that you, as you join yourself with that fleeting parting powerful existence of nature itself that you enter it by letting it enter you I see 
and you <clears throat> join it on its journey towards death. And how does this connect a watcher with those that they watch? Oh, do you mean how their visions manifest? Yes, you saw something in Nesgrim. He is not dead. Indeed. You anymore. saw something in me. I am not dead. Indeed. And yet Ethier can do the same with the bones of one that has passed on. Mr. Ethier sees their souls at a threshold before they fade into nothingness. And what is it that you see? I see the soul as it is split from its family, the various branches or threads of the web that wove it. He sees only the seed. Do you see a history? Indeed. Must this history be linked to anything in particular? It is a defining moment that transposes or transforms the individuals or a loved one. Transforms. Oh yes, Mr. Nesker. <laughs> Into what? I suppose you could say burning her was a mistake. Oh, Mr. Nesker. Do you mean my mother? Hmm? Oh. Some flames can't be extinguished, Mr. Nesker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all of the information you've given us. You're most welcome, darling. Excuse me, <clears throat> my funny green friend. Yes, I, I, I am the funny one. Uh, <laughs> I'm the green one. Yes, it's the so package. Green. Uh, Widow's whale. Yes, the origin. Oh. I'm afraid I'm not quite sure where its first sapperling was born. If you had to guess? A studied man, aren't you? A bit. A bloody crusade would yield ample story. For it to feed upon. Does Perhaps it something deeper? Does it feed on blood for the same reason you feed on blood? 
Well, no, I don't feed. feed on blood, Mr. Nesgrip. Does it utilize blood similarly to how you do? Perhaps. Perhaps that is why it is different in each area, Mr. Nesgrim. As though upon whom it feed changes it. I wonder... What your family made it into. I think we should be going. I think we should be going now. How delightful. Ashes to ashes, Mr. Nesgrim. Dust to dust. Yeah, I, I, I don't... To the dirt we shall return. Okay. You say there is nothing else you can tell us of these plants? Well, some individuals may abuse a particular use of it. <laughs> Such as? Isn't that right, darling? <laughs> <clears throat> Perhaps you could elaborate? Oh, a family that satiates itself with eccentric tastes may find its progeny also bears that stain. <laughs> actual Sarah's crying. <laughs> actual nightmares. When Sarah's actually the white bone. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to stand defiant. Still shaking. Yes, my dear. Not all harvests. Not all harvests. No. Oh, but it lingers. Well, my friends, thank you for all the information you've given us. Oh, you've given me much more. Perhaps one day we can share balance. our shadows. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, Mr. Nesfrim. What? Okay. <laughs> we really must be going. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Thank you so very much. And you can watch as he's standing near the counter, he places his hand on the lid of the jar that contains the eye, and he turns it towards himself and just trails his finger down the side of the glass. Have a lovely day hope to see you all again much sooner than you anticipate we all have needs don't we Mr. Nesker into Nesker's mind he wants to fuck you <laughs> <laughs> 
Adrian. <laughs> yes. You seem to have taken a... We really must be going, Mesgrim. We have things that we must drop off. I think sure. now is a good time. <laughs> Would be yep. great. Sure. Please. Let's go. As you begin to walk out, you just hear him kind of chuckling as he's holding his palm, like, you know, like, or sorry, the base of his finger at the bottom, like tip of his finger at the base of the jar. And he just begins to kneel down, looking into the eye. And he stands stationary as you all leave. I'm going to stop at the door. Mm-hmm. Um... Give me just a moment. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to walk back across the room. Okay. And I'm going to pull out uh, three silver coins. Okay. And I'm going to uh, roll my sleeve up and rub some of my blood onto them. And I'm going to pass them to him. And into his mind, I'm going to say, I will be coming back for more straightforward answers. He maintains eye contact with the eye and his hand lurches out towards you, palm extended, for you to put the pieces in, Mm -hmm. and you just hear him whisper in a shrill, almost disconnected voice. dare say payment. Oh, yes, you will. And the hand returns back to his side with the silver and the blood staining them. And you see the eye still making eye contact with him, suddenly, quickly, dart in your direction. I will look directly at it. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens to you. And then the eye darts back towards him, and you can see that his hand is holding the silver pieces in front of the jar. Anything else you would like to do in here? Goodbye, Adrian. Goodbye, I will walk out. Mm-hmm. You're all standing out here on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I begin walking. Very different. <laughs> I begin walking towards Slums North. Okay. Yeah, we must go see Clark. Pop right? to my map. Let's go return or hand this ale to him. Mm-hmm. So. I have something that I must take care of. Please, when you are finished with Clark. If you would be so kind as to meet me in my shop, you know where to find me and where it is. Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other five. Okay. Let's go. Goodbye. So the other five <laughs> of you begin to go towards Slums North. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. I clutch my pass just mm-hmm. to make sure. Okay, we'll pop over to the, uh... I'll need time of day. Yeah, uh, it's beginning to become, like, a little later in the afternoon, because you guys had begun your journey for the day uh, in the middle of the afternoon, so I would say approximately, like, 4 to 5 p.m. It's not been that long. Um... It's almost happy hour. What do you say, fellas? (laughs) Uh, Let's... We have... Uh, we have a uh, delivery I'll, to make. I'll try to hide what I'm holding. <laughs> Although okay. we are going back to Luna's after the delivery for our meeting tonight. That's what I like to hear. Uh, and it, I imagine oh, there will um, be alcohol. Yeah, that's pl- plenty. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buck, Felix, 
Felix. Felix. Buck. Fuck. He's so fucking green. He's so fucking tall. <laughs> he really is. He's <laughs> very fucking big. <laughs> Howdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. You guys make your way along the eastern wall of Slums West. I'm going to think to myself, I am the most normal fucking person here. <laughs> Uh huh. Very strange. (laughs) I fucked that thing. -uh. (laughs) Yeah, that was mm -mm. delicious. As uh, as I'm gonna kind of like fall behind Yalumlo a little bit, Mm -hmm. and as we're walking, I'm gonna just kind of like watch the back of his neck, see if I can make Nesgrim my shadow, to see if I can see any uh, markings that start to poke out of his. Clothing as he's walking. Uh, are you in terms of like tattoos? You mean? Yeah. No, correct. I mean, I have a scarf. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't also, really say anything. Like, we're walking it's, outside. It's up, so oh yes, yeah, so you have it all up the way up. Like yeah, you're right. He's covered from nose to yep. toe. Yep. He is fully like even full up to wrist, mm-hmm. like gloves and everything. So yeah. I mean, in the basement would have been. Like the most of my arm, right? Yeah, and you would have seen. seen, you know, the same skin coloration as exists on his forehead and yeah. face. Yes. So, uh, as we make our way towards um, the gate that permits us entrance to Slums North, as uh, so you guys are walking up, you can see that the guard who is currently working for the, uh, excuse me, uh, the West Slum side is a decent. Uh, I mean, I guess really average height, older looking uh, human woman. Uh, she has straight, frizzy gray hair. Kind of extends down to about mid-neck, just borderline touching her shoulders. Uh, you can see that she bears some wrinkles like on her cheeks, definitive like smile lines and wrinkles on her forehead. Uh, fair-skinned, and you can set, see as well that at the bottom of her left eye in the corner extending out is a small curved tattoo of an X. Um, of an X? Correct. Uh, she is toned looking as you're approaching her. She is wearing the same kind of like chainmail, and along her back, you can see the shaft of what looks like a long mace like weapon that extends down her back to her side. Um, what time is it? About like 4 to 5 p.m. About how long until dark? Uh, approximately like an hour, two hours at most. Enough time to get to Clark and get back. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so as you approach her, um, you know, she's just kind of like standing there very stoically, defiantly proud of her position, it seems. And as you guys approach her, I'm assuming everyone is brandishing their passes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As you approach her, um, I feel like you would know her. Uh, her name is Abby. Okay. Okay. Um, as she, as you all are approaching, Buck, you would probably know her as well, just because of how frequently you Pastor. go in and out, yeah, between yeah. the districts. Um, you know that she is stoic, quiet, and it's about, in terms of, like, your interactions, what she has given you to as your imp- impressions of her. And she's carrying a giant mace. Correct. It's my type. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so as you guys approach her, she just kind of looks out, blinks slowly at all of you. Smile at her. All right. And, Hello. um, passing through? Yep. Yes. Indeed. Okay. 
Okay. Very good. She reaches over and pulls the lever, and you see the gate begin to ascend. Careful now. You know how the north is. Ah. Thank you, Abby. Quite welcome. Thank you. Okay. I would be heading for... Mm-hmm. You guys begin walking through. Mm-hmm. As you all make your way in. Mm-hmm. That was the problematic. Was so fucking green. Mm-hmm. Least problematic garden <laughs> interaction we've had mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, as you make your way through, she's just kind of like, you know, still standing, tall, firm, well-postured, pulls the lever once more. You see the gate begin to descend back downwards, and she continues to stare out, not at you guys, like she is transfixed on her position. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, Yeah, you guys make it to the other side. Uh, and you can see that it is a, um, again, she is on the inside of the tunnel. The guards of Slums North stay on the inside of the tunnel. They have the lever on the inside. Um, you can see that it is a shorter woman. Uh, Yalumlo and Buck, you would recognize this woman is Isabella. Uh, she has curly length, kind of like an angled bob cut uh, black hair. Uh, she has bright yellowish green eyes she's muscular as well same chainmail. and as you guys are approaching her she is looking out into slums north so as she hears your foot footsteps she turns back towards all of you and instantly like pulls her hands together in a very chipper fashion and yes okay hello how are you guys doing all right how are you good evening it's a good day Sure is. Standing here a long time. Yes. Not much to do. Nearing the end of your shift. Hey, no news is good news, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially in the north. I know. It's been been kind of rough the last couple days. Stuff with the orphanage and... Yeah. You know, that... Someone told me there was a weird guy at night. I don't know. You have not seen this weird guy? I haven't, no. Somebody, um told me earlier i i think he left i don't know where he went what did they mean by weird what did they say the 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 big big pale guy yeah thanks. big pale guy yeah i guess he yeah he that looks kind of weird he doesn't really talk either i guess that would stand out yeah mm-hmm. i'll mm-hmm. keep an eye out mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good day though oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you guys want to get through oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yep. sorry yes, sorry <laughs> Quite all right. I'm tired. It's almost done. I just want to go home and sit and eat. She pulls the lever. You watch as the north gate begins to ascend. Uh... Passes? You're right! You need a pass! I have one. It's right here. I assume since you got in the tunnel, you probably got one, right? Yeah. Okay, I hope so, because that'd be bad if you were in the tunnel and you didn't have a pass. That would mean you hurt hurt someone over there. And I'd have to hit you. Please don't. I do not think any of us... Well, perhaps the big one, but I do not think any of the rest of us are fit to hurt Abby. And yeah, she kind of looks up at you. Um, hey. You know, Abby probably fucked most of us up. Yeah. yeah. And this one I is big, but he seems kind of gentle. Mm-hmm. Gentle giant. I like that. That's a good saying. I'm going to call you that now, Mr. Buck. All right. Sounds good. Oh shit, the gate's open. You guys gotta hurry. People oh. are gonna run through. <laughs> yes, of course. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Good to see you, Isabella. Mm-hmm. You too. She waves, pulls the lever, and the gate once more descends downwards. She's nice. Mm-hmm. For now. Mm-hmm. She has your bones. Until she has orders to chop you in half. Okay. Get and we make our way back over towards before? the pawn man. That's right. He's a guard. It's a pawn man. 
Zip on, man. Zip on, man. Yeah, so he is uh, they right, me in half. right south of uh, the area where you guys enter in the box. Jerky. Okay, I'm just making sure Buck didn't get chopped in half oh, at no, some point. No, no he, would, he would probably remember that. <clears throat> That's a pretty big one. You never know okay. the way things are going. Yeah, you guys approach the building. Um, mm-hmm. Door is unlocked because, I mean, it's still working hours for him. You open the door, Felix, and you mm-hmm. step inside. You can see that Clark is currently looked as though he is shining some, like, boots, mm-hmm. uh, as though he is making sure that the patchwork leather strips that he has affixed to them are properly in, embedded, and then kind of clean as best as realistically his little bit of oil can possibly provide for it. Hey, Mr. Felix. Hello, Clark. Good to see you again, my friend. Here you and, are. Uh, Very much appreciated. You're welcome. Of course. And, uh, did she charge you? Forgive me. Two gold. Two? Not so bad. All right. And you watch as he just kind of, like, leans back around his counter, around the end of it, reaches behind, and you hear a few coins clink, and he pulls out four gold, and he tosses it in your direction. The thank you. Of course, my friend. I appreciate the, the kindness. And, um brings all of you lovely people back to me. Uh, we were making the delivery with Felix. With Felix. Um, turns out the rest of these already knew this green man. Quite green, of course. He is uh, very fucking green. <laughs> yes. I uh, do not suppose you have seen Oh, your friend, Seamus. Indeed. I have. Uh, Seamus has been provided lodgings uh, safely, securely, and with discretion. I, I do not suppose uh, he can continue to be provided for for very long with what I have given him? Um, well, as long as he is willing to work and assist me and the others as best as he can, Seamus will be provided shelter and a home. I appreciate that. Of course, my friend. Happy to help. Thank you. Very welcome. And did you all need anything else? Uh, Unfortunately, Madeline is still in the midst of her delirium. Um, Ideally, this ale will... Grant her some reprieve. Hopefully. Is Actually. God. Is there need for more coin for the upkeep of Madeline's health? Uh, I think the surplus that you paid, and I do owe her a fair debt of my own. I'm all right with caring for her for a few days more. Well, if there's anything else that we can do... Do not hesitate to ask. Of course, I appreciate all of your assistance in making sure that the good structures of Slums North stay standing. Mm. Um, do you know, who would you recommend I speak to about uh, repairing my armor? Not any of the shopkeeps in Slums North, friend. Right, Slums West probably then. Most likely, um... Uh, for... Mm. 
Miss Nura's forge is uh, sadly in a state of disrepair and has always been, but she provides the services that she can. She might attempt to, but her training is uh, a bit outdated. Okay, thank you. Of course. Um, as for individuals in Slums West, this has always been my home. I uh, can't really direct you to anyone in particular. I understand. Um, though your standing with our friend Miss Luna may provide you a potential accommodation. Depends on whether or not he is busy. Noted. I'll uh, make sure to speak to her about that the next time I see her. Of course. Uh, if he is, don't take it personally. He very rarely spends time at home. Okay, understand. Of course. Have you heard anything further from the orphanage? Since we last saw you? Uh, as far as I know, uh, Lauren received the children successfully. Uh, that is good. Yes, not as many as she was anticipating, it seemed. Um, Madeline's notes indicated, uh, I believe she said six, but only three were brought. Do you... Where were they brought from? They were orphans uh, from individuals who were executed on the first of Elsith. And... Parents committed crimes, and sadly that is the traditional methodology of handling those poor, unfortunate children. Who who handles them prior to them arriving? Oh, the they orphanage? are, uh, I suppose you could say held by the guards in the North Guardhouse. And then as uh, preparations are made with the orphanage, uh, the guards themselves deliver the children. Do you know... What three, not... Do you know anything about the three children that were missing? You mean the ones who were not delivered? Yes. Unfortunately, no, friend. I, um... I have my reservations with approaching the gallows. Can understand that, yeah. Hopefully they... are just the product of a miscommunication and nothing more. I hope so. I truly do. It is a harsh city. It is. Even more so on this particular side, as you know. Indeed. I fear, though, that if three are missing, that they may have been peculiar children. It's unfortunate. Indeed. I assume you noticed that at the orphanage there were not peculiar children. Define peculiar. <laughs> yeah, he genuinely points at Felix at Retora. Okay. Individuals who, uh, I suppose you could say their appearance is a bit more unorthodox compared to and Buck? Oh, we don't really have uh, many Goliaths in the city. They're not considered peculiar? 
Uh, they're a bit more exotic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to yeah. forgive Nesgrim. He has not been here very long. He is not used to the terminology. I understand. Only uh, two days I've been here. I think it's been three, three days. Three, three days. <laughs> so I understand. He was what a unconscious for a portion of that. <laughs> Probably a solid 24 hours, yeah. Uh, yeah, the peculiar ones are... Uh, you'll know them when you see them. Nice smile at Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they stand out. Yeah, sorry, dear. I know you do as well. Nothing against you. It must... Wherever you're from. Um, while we're talking, I'd like to just have a look around. In terms of, like, what sh- he has in his shop? Yeah. Cool. Is it a magic thing or a race thing? That's what I can't figure out. I think it's a race thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I mean, all of his things look like they are traditional adventuring gear mm-hmm. as though they are uh, dirty, worn, tarnished, broken, patched. Uh, do you have 100 feet of rope? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I can get you uh, two sets of 50. Uh, sure, sure. Cool. And he just kind of like steps up from his small stool that he's sitting on as he Great. works. And you can see that he reaches into, like, a large crate that is behind him, and he pulls up two sets of ropes. How much do I owe you? Um, I mean, you seem like good folk. Uh, two silver's fine. All right. Cool. And he extends you the two long 50 feet of, uh, it would be hemp rope. Cool. Anyone else, uh, in need of anything? Mostly tools. I do what I can to help people, uh, get by. I mean... This has been yeah, incredibly cloak. helpful. Good. I'm glad. Color could be... More colorful. Less, <laughs> a bit less obvious, but... Yeah. It's unavoidable. Unfortunately. I came primarily to check in on Seamus. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that there would be no further need of payment. And if there were, that it was provided for. Uh, uh, well, as I said, uh, we've been given Seamus uh, the day to kind of collect himself. A pretty heavy uh, transition for him from what his life was before, but with his skill set, he'll he'll be able to assist us. And you can keep the guards away from him? Absolutely. Where we um, stay hidden is quite remote. Very good. Of course. It is greatly appreciated. You're very welcome, friend. I... I do what I can to assist the individuals who have been, uh, displaced find a... a safer home. It's very kind of you. Thank you. I suppose that... we should leave you to your business. We must be returning to... Luna before the evening. Oh, of course. Um, say hello for me. Of course. Give her my regards, and um, <clears throat> if I need an additional delivery, uh, see whether or not if you guys are available, if we can bring some more of the ale back. If not, uh, have one of her friends bring it for me. Perhaps the, the tiny one. <laughs> They're... 
there may be some difficulty in the future. With Corrin being gone? Yeah. I'm hopeful that uh, Luna's good friends have uh, practiced sufficiently to be able to provide the ale in his absence. We've also looked into what they know of the ingredients for this ale, so perhaps we will be of some help in that. Very good. Of course. Fantastic. If all is well, there should not be as much shortage as originally anticipated. Very good. Thank you. Um, with the state she is in, I'm assuming it'll be several more days. It uh, appeared as though she had been subjected to it for a long time. That's mm. what it seems. Yes. Do you think... Um, continued use of the ale will cure her, or will it just manage what's happening? <sighs> Tough to say. I mean, uh... It was able to help you. With the, we don't uh, know if that was the ale or the dirt. The experience that I have is much more limited, but, uh... Luna and Corin, being the ones in charge, they've dealt with not cases like this, but... I suppose you could say similar in assisting with individuals who had um, abused it for personal value uh, in their recuperation. Noted. Okay. I'll ask Luna about that as well then. Of course. Were they yes. able to identify the decay on her sternum? Ah. And he just kind of like once more pulls the little bit of his shirt down and exposes it. It's strange. Ah. Uh, not seen the rot in so long. Um, it seemed to be the byproduct of something that she was wearing. Interesting. Um, curious. I think I still have that. I the don't locket. think I ever gave it back to her. You right? do have the locket. Uh, I would fish it out to mm -hmm. show it to him. That's strange. Um, how curious doesn't seem right to me that metal would carry, you know? It seemed to be this particular silver. Perhaps. Perhaps there was something inside of it. It was an unusual locket. Seems like it, uh, things that were going on there seem quite unusual. I do not suppose that there is a a friend that would be able to look into it further. Uh, evaluate the magics contained within? Yes. Yes. Um, Miss Luna's friend, who, if he is available to repair your companion's armor here, possibly be able to determine the metal, and then, uh, Another of her associates may be able to discern the magical properties. Very well. Very good. I'm going to oh, put it back, back up. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, Mr. Fizzlewick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so excited now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, thank you all. Uh, 
I'll tell Seamus, though, that you checked in on him, Yalum, though. Thank you. Of course. And I look forward to hearing from you if you need another delivery. Of course, friends. Uh, pleasure. As always. I'm going to turn and leave. Yep. You Duck guys, out of the shop. Yeah, you guys exit the pawn man. Mm-hmm. You begin walking back. Um, Should we go to Ethier's shop? Yes. Okay. So we will have you guys walk through. Same guards, because it obviously has not been that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you guys are making your way back towards Ether's shop, we're going to swap. So if you want to send Don back in, got Don's got like a thing or two that I'm going to do with him real quick. And then we'll have you guys all catch up and reconvene. Sure. On the way, the only thing I would say is, have you always been this green? (laughs) (laughs) No. It ain't easy. (laughs) No? No. Definitely a curse. Mm -hmm. Alright, Don. On your way back, you get stabbed 38 times. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Let me pop back to Matt. Is there anywhere that you had in mind for stopping as you make your way over? Uh, not in particular. Okay. I would have gone just straight yeah, straight back. Okay. Pretty much as quickly as I could get there. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, since you, it would be as you left uh, the brood wing, uh, you're literally just opposite side of the street. So, yep. you would make your way across Guards har- Highway, uh, back up Grave Robbers Road, where you live. <laughs> Great street, man. Really re- proud of that really one. It really is. Really, really. Just, okay. just a good one. Uh, yeah, so you arrive back at your shop. Uh, it is still closed and locked from the last you left it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I go inside, mm-hmm. and I grab a, a piece of cloth that mm-hmm. I have lying around, and I take all of the bones off of the shelf. I okay. wrap them in the cloth. You remember you said your shelves are made of bone? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're taking the shelves taking down? Taking the shelves down, I guess, yep. too. So yeah. you're deconstructing everything? That. Shouldn't have fucking okay. said that. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm taking the shelves down. Okay. Um, I assume it's just, like, bone and then, like, a wire or something that they're sitting in. So I, I'll yep. leave the wire. I'm just taking the bones, bones off. Okay. Uh, and, and just kind of wrapping them with little scraps and scribbling on what they are so I can reassemble Assemble them later in the future. Okay. Um, and I take them out behind the shop uh and i just kind of dig in a way that i'm so i would say if you would like to because you are occupying the space via a disheveled kind of ransacked wagon okay i would say that there is sufficient elevation if you would like to bury under the floor of your own shop do you know what i'm saying like sure. underneath areas of the wagon okay. that would almost be obscured sure so that's why you're that's not burying I'm, it yeah. in the road sure like that okay. is okay yeah i figured i was just going like around it but yes if i'm occupying this yeah, like I weird mean, knowing that it's like, like a weird side street type sure, of deal yeah. exactly that's what i mean like it's something where honestly right behind you you would be in view of the quiet night yeah i don't like want that exactly okay. it's i'm trying to make it to where sure you satisfyingly know where you're burying it okay it's in a safe location for you okay but you're still doing it out of sight of people okay yeah okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna dig down um just using my shield uh a space i guess next to or in the cart if the bottom's like knocked out correct um i'll put it in there so that way it's obscured by the shadow of it essentially correct. so that way nobody's gonna notice yep. the digging in the ground okay yeah. um and put the cloth in there cover it up and and smooth it it over okay and then just wait 
Okay. For yeah. my friends. You want to go grab them then? Yep. Cool. I'll just flicker the lights. That is a very helpful command. Yeah. I'm going to set that up. Mm-hmm. Hey, Blossom Blizzard. Uh, the character info, we have the D&D Beyond overlay if you're on PC that shows you everybody's stuff. Um, we don't have the characters listed on uh, on the website, but we do have some artwork of the characters mm -hmm. on there as well as on Twitter. I mean, if things. you want, we can go back to doing how we did with Fall with doing like the um, character bio. Because we had that before for, like, Grimdar sure. and everybody. If so. we did it for our characters, yeah. yeah, I don't think we need it for, like, all the NPCs. Oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, I just mean, yeah, for hard. you guys individually, if that is something that you guys are interested in doing, like, 100% okay. feel feel free. If yep. I ever get time, and if anyone, any watchers yes. want to contribute, yeah. I do want to make a wiki. Yeah, for Sarah wants to make a wiki, oh, so that fuck way. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's for, awesome. for Oshwamp in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot future, there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Campaigns. campaigns. Mm -hmm. There's um, a lot of information to keep straight. A wiki would be really helpful for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust me, I know. I have to do all of it. Just to the point uh -huh. where I was drawing. Right. Lauren. It's fucking agonizing, dude. Funny. Right. You do it to yourself. Had to go back to the episode that he was introduced in and rewatch the part that he was introduced just to figure out what he actually looks like when mm -hmm. I was drawing him. Mm -hmm. um, but no, if if anyone wants to. Help with that or contribute mm -hmm. to that. Um, yeah. Be much I can't do it alone. Yeah, I feel Neither. real. <laughs> I feel real weird about no rewatching episodes. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a lot of content to rewatch. Rewatch. And I have. Two but jobs. I also don't want. I don't want to put the onus on the DM of the campaign because they have yeah. enough work to do mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why are we nodding. So, uh, the five of you arrive back at the entrance to the Carriage of Curiosities, and mm -hmm. Yalum, or sorry, uh, Ethier, you are standing here, you said, simply waiting. So, yep. it's a flap for the tent to pull open. Yeah, I just kind of push the flap aside and beckon them in. Into your bone tent. To my bone tent. Okay. You may describe how it looks now, Don, with your changes. Uh, it's empty. There's nothing in here. The... <laughs> What? I so look relieved. The, the table <laughs> in the center where that one fragment of bone was is uh -huh. still there. Like the wire that the bones were sitting on that made the shelves are there. But, but the all bones. of the bones are gone. What did you do? You've redecorated. I mean, you I don't dislike it, but. <laughs> Does he look it's... uncomfortable? Yes. It's up to you. Yeah. It's less of a museum There's now. Something wrong. I have never hated anyone in my entire life. And I hate. That man. Uh, yes. Why is that? Do you, what? Do you he need does to... not respect death. Or life. Or life. He uses it for transactions for information that he has, regardless of whether or not it is information that would help someone or prevent them from dying. He has no respect for anyone but himself. And I do not trust... That he would not come to my shop and take the things that I have to use them for himself. And yes. so I have taken them down and hidden them, and I will put them back up at the time when I need to open up during the festival next season. Does he know where your shop is? It is not hard to find a bone museum in a district. It is a bone tent. That's fair. There are not any or many of them at all other than mine it would stand out I suppose yeah 
I do not like that man. That man was... I do not like the way he spoke to you. I don't like the way he spoke to I you. I fucking love him! <laughs> I... I certainly don't like what he implied about me. But the information he... Was it inaccurate? Provides, I could... do not know. I do not wish to know at the present moment. Would it not be helpful to know? I am currently stuck in this city. I have not seen my family in years. What I do or do not know about them is not relevant at this present moment. I am not concerned with the information that he has given, as it is, of course, helpful. But the method in which he conducts himself is unacceptable to me. I do what I do. You may think of it what you wish, similar or not. But I do it so that people may be helped and may pass on and not sit waiting endlessly to cross and he does it for profit he does it for profit and for information and not to help people he simply sees but does not act hmm. and I cannot stand by that we are not the same do you not see any way that you could help by seeing even if there was no further action of course but he refuses to give information to those that need it unless they provide him with something additional in return. He did not choose to tell us about the plants until whatever you saw, you offered to him. And he refused to tell me more information about my vision. Until Nesgrim comes back again right. and gives him more. If he truly cared about the people that he is trying to help, he would offer the information and perhaps they would offer him things in exchange. It is not a transaction. I do not know if that is true. He claimed that he had a shadow, that perhaps there was something that he was giving up of himself in order to see these things. If that is so, then much like one labors for money. I imagine it would be fair for him to request something in exchange. If he endangers himself or loses himself. I do not know how it works, but... He did say the price he paid was not all of us have a shadow. Of course. So one day but death will come from him all, for him all the same. Probably sooner than later. Death will come for all of us at some point. It is not something that is easily avoidable. Corin obviously uh, a little bit different than most, right. but... I don't think and he wishes it and that Nesgrim. way. Fucking Nesgrim. Fucking <laughs> Nesgrim. Everything has a price, but the idle profiteering and enjoyment of seeing someone else horrified and suffering is not something that I choose to take part in. Do you think that you could see the way that he was doing so? I could try. I have only ever used bones, never blood. Perhaps if you were able, Would you, you like could to give Nesgrim some of the answers. Would you like Adrian to try was unwilling to? I could certainly try, yes. 
I would not charge you either, <laughs> nor take pleasure in your horrifying visions. I appreciate that. Yeah, we can try and see what we can what we can do. Perhaps after we've met with Luna again. Yes. Sounds good. Nesgrim doesn't look like he can take much more. Perhaps not today after... Uh, Nesgrim is very good at losing blood and staying on his feet. <laughs> uh, uh, I've been Being told put otherwise. back on his feet. <laughs> he is on his feet right now. For now. For now. Have you seen how much blood he has lost? <laughs> like, this man over here is he... green. That one might as well be red. What did he do? He used my blood similar to the way that Ethere uses bones. He kind of sniffed the blood. You and gave him your blood? A, a touch. Why would you do that? A fair trade. He, that's what he needed for the vision, and I was given information. Are you pleased with this information you've, you've, be, you've been given? Um, Has any of it been well, while we're, insightful? While we're here in the safety of Ethier's tent, actually. Ethier's bone tent. Yes. I don't think it's... <laughs> The tent it's... previously known as Ethereum's Bone Tent. I think now it is just a tent. <laughs> the artist formerly, formerly known as Ethereum's Bone Tent. <laughs> the tent formerly known as Ethereum's Bone Tent. <laughs> the tent formerly known as the property of the artist formerly known as Ethereum. Mm, that's going to be a big sign. Yes. It's a very um, big sign. In it's actually you could come up with a symbol. <laughs> yeah, it takes all of it. Of sorts. <laughs> a symbol would be effective. Yes, that would be, would be good. Uh, the vision that I was granted. Oh, yes, of course. <clears throat> uh, my father and I were back in Ogrepool. Um, Where was that? <laughs> what the fuck? Outside of Oshwamp. Yes, but what was the name? Ogrepool. O-G-A-R-P-U-L. Have you been there? Yes. Yes. Um, were you not... You did not think to bring that up as we were... Talking about horrifying monsters? Well, while passing through the Ogre Pool Woods, once my father and I came upon white orcs marked with a black claw on their chest. I definitely heard you talk about white orcs before. In reference. It did not really seem to be in context yes. at the time. It was yes. referencing bones. Yes, I thought they uh, were made from bones. A bone comparison. Yes, that's yes. correct. That's right. Uh, however, in this vision, I was in Ogre Pool, uh, and my father was knelt down at a mound of dirt, holding a bouquet of lilies in one hand. And uh, as he laid it on the mound of dirt with a headstone at the end, uh, <clears throat> he said they've not found him yet which I can only imagine was in reference to me. Um, and then said, uh, the, the flowers fell from his hand and he dug his hand in the dirt. And then the flowers began to fall away from the stems and blanket the mound of dirt. And following that, he stood with his hand still in the dirt and turned to meet me. And that's when I saw, saw a great shadow rise up behind him. And then uh, small tendrils of shadow and darkness began to cling and string away from his face. Uh, and the last thing I heard as the vision was ending was, Hark, lest you court the seraph's cry. So earlier when he mentioned you will hear that cry sooner rather than later, I imagine that's what he was referencing. I just don't know 
in regards to what or what that pertains to. Just that a seraph will cry, and that is apparently somehow related to Ratora. Me? He said it while speaking to you, yes. I am right on that, right? Like, he did, he was talking to Ratora and then went, Nesgrim, you, right? He, he was talking to her about her things, and then specifically, while still looking at her at first, said, I think you will hear that cry soon enough. Yeah. So, somehow that is related to Ratora. The black claw on the ogre's chest is obviously the same black... Not ogre's chest, orc chest. Orc chest. Mm -hmm. uh, is the same that... I imagine, or similar to that that Ethier saw, I saw in my vision, as well as Beware the Black Claw. Felix, are you okay? That's, that, you, that, you that, that, that's a fucking curse. Is he, uh, is he turning green? <laughs> do you, you, look, you, you look ill. Oh, oh, do I look ill? Yes, you, you look a little green. More green than usual. <laughs> DJ, I will tell you as well that one of the sentences from your father in your vision, because uh, I understand it's difficult to write all of it down, one of the sentences uh, was, No, my love, our son will not be thrall. To the defiled. I remember that. I just okay. <laughs> it's an actual curse. You use these words, John. I know. And they're like, scary. They're scary, and I don't always know what they mean. So thrall like, to the defiled. Thrall is like a servant. Someone like a vampire's thrall. Someone bonded mm -hmm. to the defiled like i don't know who they are i don't well, i i felix you can roll for history sure man <laughs> part of me <laughs> thinks that the defiled are probably opposite the awakened 16 That's my... 16 uh so i will say for what you have studied you know that the defiled possibly would be in reference to the simplest way is fanatical worshippers. Like defiled with a capital D. Fanatical worshippers of anything? Unknown. Of unknown? An capital other, U. An, <laughs> yeah, like an otherworldly thing, and you would know that it is a ritualistic. Sabrina. <laughs> it is a ritualistic thing that is practiced fire, she is. Uh, by Not effectively all. like <laughs> fanatic people in various locations in the world. Not all flames burn out. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, like, Sabrina. Like, yeah, like fire she is. Uh, Shouldn't have burned her. Uh, uh, <laughs> ne Nesgrim? Mama, can you hear me? <laughs> Are you a, a devout man? I wouldn't say that. I've devoted myself to an oath, but not a uh, deity. 
Who are you? Who's that? <laughs> That's just me having a great time. Sorry. The wind. The wind. That sweet Oshuan breeze. <laughs> In the tent. Oh! <laughs> Father Oshuan himself. I think you. I think you like playing Adrian a little. A little. Oh, too. he's a fucking blast. <laughs> just be like. Oh. I literally had to restrain myself from not hitting him. It was so difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a very elaborate vision. What what do you know of the defiled? I know nothing of the defiled. What do you know of the defiled? Uh, They're they're fanatics. And they worship something. Great. It's not very specific. Anybody have religion? (laughs) Something that's not from here? I mean, I do, but... From here, like Oshawamp? Like here, like the like the bone tent. No, <laughs> <laughs> this 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 world. Mm-hmm. Are there other worlds? So Felix, as a student, you would know that there are other. You would associate them as planes of existence, right? You've never been, right? You would know through studious years and through your father's education. That definitively other places do exist. There have been individuals who have, uh, I suppose you could say, been marked or had experiences with them. But in terms of travel to them, not no. so much. Right. Uh, y- yes. Uh, so what, what what did the defiled want from from you? I don't know. Probably your soul or something. You would also know, Nesgrim, the other part of that sentence is, he is pure. We shall answer eternal in his stead. Yeah. Wail no longer, darling. I definitely wrote that. I know I did. This corrupted clay is faintly a prison. What is saying? We all know more. This corrupted mm-hmm. plane is a prison. That. Okay, yeah, okay. I did write it. Presumably okay. to his mother. Say, could you say it in reference to him? Yeah, I, I'm just reminding you no, of this yeah. because this definitively would be something Nezgrim know. I know that right. that vision is a lot of information again, and it's very difficult to write that all down. My handwriting. Pre- presumably, really you share all of that. Correct. Yes. You yep. also did you when you described him laying the lilies? Did you describe the claw that? From I the sure dirt. did. Yes, uh, this one I want to do. Yeah. As his hand was reaching into the dirt, I saw a claw, um, scaled claw, scaled with long claw talons, meet his hand, palm to fist, and the fingers and thumb were digging into his forearm. So the claw was quite larger than his hand. It completely engulfed it. Is this... <laughs> Has this happened? It, it sounds like you... Man, that sounds like a real bad dream, man. Um, I so we still do remember asking... <laughs> I do remember asking Adrian if it seemed as though a um, transaction had taken place. And he said it, it did appear similar to that, but he wasn't sure. Perhaps a bargain? And payment. That's a fucking curse for your. Yeah, I, I know. That's an actual curse. I might it sounds cursed. like a bargain, but it does not sound like he is cursed. It sounds like his. It sounds whole like there was an exchange so that he cursed. would not be cursed. 
but... And as the claws of the, the... The talons of the claw dug, I saw blood begin to spill and spray from his arm. Um, Do you recall your father ever having this wound? I imagine if that happened to Nesgrim as a person, I'd remember that happening. I right? mean, you, from when your father grew very ill, he was in quarantine. Right. So and when you him. were permitted to see him, he would have been very uh, covered. From head to toe, yeah. yeah so, so he would have been bedridden. But as far as that event in the vision, that's something that didn't... If it happened literally in my past, I'd remember it. So it's not something it's that It's not an experience that you may have been there for, is what I would dictate gotcha. to you. That, okay, right, that's the question. Understood. The question I'm asking is, assuming this occurred... Yeah, did I see and the And you were wound. seeing something that happened that you weren't actually present for. Mm-hmm. Did Nesgrim see evidence to suggest that it actually happened at a different time quite possibly recalling what his father looked like in the vision compared to a time that his father still looked that way Mm -hmm. and seeing his father between then and when he So I will say to you in terms of the ill state that your father was in when he you saw his facial features as he turned to you that same pale face black circles around his eyes. So his death face was the one Correct. that I saw. Um, his face was flush white with very dark circles beneath his eyes, similar to that of the appearance of corpses that had died from the rot that Corin described to us. And did, you, did you recognize the place where this was? Yes, we were in the Ogrepool Woods. Mm-hmm. You also would recognize that the burial mound, like I said, is where you laid to rest nothing, but you created a memorial for your mother. Right. So that's the headstone. Yeah, that was Um, my mother's head, yeah. I agree with Yalum Lowe. I am fairly certain that your father made some sort of bargain with who knows what to stop you from falling privy to some curse. I wonder if I'm being recruited, or the potential of being recruited, almost. Maybe they don't want me dead, they want my service. Are you sure these visions can be trusted? No. They could very well be fabricated. If he's as... business-oriented as... There were all the detailed visions with information that he would not have had. Do I remember any scars on my father's forearm similar to that that would look like a claw digging into it? I mean, I would say in terms of when you are associating visually, this would have happened like right around the time for possibly when your father was already quarantined. Do you know what I'm saying? So this might have been while he was in quarantine. Yes. Understood. Hence why you would not be present. Hmm. As though he was ill. Oh, that wasn't his actual body. That was his spirit. Okay. Is that right? That's what You may make that assumption. I am telling you that based on the visualizations of how your father looked in the state of illness... Mm -hmm that your father would have already been ill, been quarantined, 
and during the time frame, because your father was quarantined for a few years before right. he died. Right. So somewhere in that time frame in which you were not permitted very much access at all to your father, the times when you did see him, you would associate his physical features right. and state of being as in that frame of time. Okay. What is it that happened to your mother? Uh, she also fell ill. At the same time as your father? Uh, not at the same time. It was long, 25 years before. Long before. Before? Did you, did you know your mother? Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you knew your mother quite well. You yeah. were 20 when your mother passed. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I did. So how long before your father passed? Uh, he was in quarantine for a few years after he got sick. And your mother passed? 20-some-odd years ago. Before mm -hmm. then? Yes, mm -hmm. long before then. Yeah, great distance, a great vast amount of time passed between his mother's death and his father's. And she died suddenly. Mm-hmm. Rather than slowly. Mm-hmm. You're fucking old. I am, yes. Yeah, Nesgrim's your 50. 50. That's so fucking old. <laughs> yeah, I'm a middle-aged man. Like He's not that old. He is more green than he is old, though. Mm. That's that true. Is true. He is really fucking green. But if he's old, then I'm... It is impolite to talk about a lady's age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do not think that the payment was enough. I How do you mean? Say not. Well, if they're a bit more eccentric, they may have wanted more. Uh, perhaps. Yes. Did your father ever go out on expeditions by himself? Not that I'm aware of, no. You were aware of his uh, place at all times? He never left? So I would tell you that because of how you and your father were yeah. for where you lived in Raya, he was specifically your quarter, where you were, yeah, you spent almost your entire time with him. Right. But again... Your father was quarantined for about four to five years. Yeah. And how far away from where he lived is the place that he was seeing his father in this vision? The Ogre Pool is a forest that surrounds the city of Ryak, so literally it was in it. Right, right there. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so of the uh, bodies that I have found out in the snow, uh -huh. did any large number of them look... Uh, I guess judging by the bones or depending on the state of them being frozen mm -hmm. did they look like super violent deaths? Some of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As though the people would have had you know, definitive physical injuries as designations of weaponry. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you that as well. Yeah, yeah. Some of them would have had, you know, obvious markings of claws and bites and other things of that nature. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm referring specifically to, like, weaponry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You've okay. seen ones that they have died because of weaponry. Okay. 
um, as to whether or not there are things out there in the woods or whether or not somebody sure. simply had a fucking disagreement yeah, out in yeah, the woods. Yeah, like, I can't course. dictate no, no, that yeah, if it's that's... like, you know, someone got stabbed. No, yeah, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, gauge no, that. that. Um, is it possible that your father uh, traded a great number of souls in exchange for yours? That might perhaps explain the giant wall of fucking faces that you saw perhaps blocking you from passing beyond they were below me the faces like a floor yes so that's why you wouldn't go further down not further forward for further down perhaps Uh, it's possible that's a better explanation than the one Adrian gave me for sure you didn't charge me for that (laughs) in your vision he did say in your stead as if to suggest that someone was taking your place we shall answer eternal in his stead we we darling seems correct no my love our son shall not be thrall to the defiled he is pure we shall answer eternal in his stead. Sounds like my parents offered themselves in place of me. Wail no longer. This corrupted clay is faintly a prison. Clay. Clay is a prison. I have plain. Okay, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does seem as though my father probably offered himself or my mother in exchange for me. Perhaps, perhaps um, these are answers that Ethia can find if he is able to replicate the we visions. Can certainly try. It may, I'm, it may take a few tries before you're able to, but I'm willing to. These are answers you want. Yes, DJ. For my curiosity, have you? I believe you have told some people where you were born. Mm-hmm. Have you told everyone where you were born? I do not recall, but Maybe. this is something that, like, to me, for Nesgrim, for a thought. Right. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll say then, you know, when I was men- when I mentioned the Ogre Pole Woods, I would have also mentioned that I lived in Hrayek, which is at the center, in the Bastard's Quarter. Is that a word that any of us would recognize the meaning of? Hrayek in Elvish means exiled. Huh. Of course. Where does. were you born? Oh, that Rarfly. Not, which means not elvish. Paul, <laughs> as a student of the world, would know that Rarfley is an orc city oh. in the southeast corner of the world, opposite where you grew up. Was I born there? <laughs> Explains why you got weird looks when you mentioned it to somebody else. Correct. <laughs> That's why I'm bringing this Who back up for you. Who some random You brought it up to like street. a random fucking dude in the yeah. street, dude. As yeah. long as it That's, wasn't um, it purple robe dude. No, it wasn't Arthur. As long no. as it wasn't that guy. No, this was not, two. You this was like back episode one. Correct. When you were just like, hey guys, I'm an Osmar. I'm born in Rarfley. Born in Rarfley. What's up? Yeah. I can see why that would give me a yeah. few sideways looks. Yeah. We thought it was from the Osmar bit. So born in not elvish, raised in exiled? Yes. Got it. Correct. And yeah, opposite side of the world. So, Because again, Paul, you would know these locations. 
Rarfly is in the southeast corner of the world, and the Ogre Pool and the uh, city of Ryak are in the northwest corner of the continent. Yeah, so I would have mentioned that while talking about traveling through the Ogre Pool woods. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on that? You seem uncomfortable. G- got strong legs, huh? I do. Love yes. traveling. Yes, I, uh, we traveled. Traveled to Oshwamp, yes. Fuck. What do you mean? You're an interesting character. I've been told that, yes. But what makes you say that? Do, do you do you speak Elvish? No. Oh. I. Yeah, he, he doesn't know. know. Uh, oh, uh, bad news. What? <laughs> yeah. So well, it's time is. for a bit of translating. Um, Perhaps where where you were born is Marfley, yes. is not Elvish. That's yeah, I don't know that word. Oh, it's the song again. Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> that's, that's what it means. Rarfly and Ryak is exiled. Not you do not know what Rarfly means. Rarfly is I thought you not... said it was not Elvish. No, like it's, it's not, 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 not Elvish. Elvish. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, Elvish. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant Elvish for not Elvish. <laughs> no, no. I thought you were joking. No. No, <laughs> no it is a language it's that orcish. you guys do not to. speak. Yes, it is I you said Orcish because okay, it's an orc city. Right. So, you would know that it was an orc city. Yeah, I would Correct. know that it was Orcish. Um, <laughs> I would say that is uh, not a good sign. Um... Yes, right. I have to this fucking once again was oh, exiled God. is what that meant. Yes. Yeah. Why would I have been exiled? That is a good question. Remember what kind of people you grew up with. Your parents may have done something. Possibly something fanatical. Well, I, I grew up around tabaxi turtles and such um, they all existed within Cryek but did your parents kill them and eat them or something grew up around I'm, what now not that I'm aware of cats and turtles oh you grew up around a lot of uh, very peculiar and exotic races and you were in the bastards quarter yep which um, explains a lot about you actually yeah <laughs> yes and while I was uh... did you talk to the zoo animals while you were there I, I, I did sometimes yes okay. you didn't wow. feed them though yeah <laughs> should I not have You're not supposed oh. to feed them um, while I was there as well, I was approached by the Monastery of Acceptance, and that's where I was entered into. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck? You just what? said you're not the devout man. Well, not, what, do you, no. what do you mean? I'm not devout. I, I, I'm not religious. What is your yes, he's not devout, he's just devoted. Protection. Those of what? two words with Others. the same root. <laughs> of those that I feel need protection. Uh, do I associate with this with any sort of the monastery of acceptance and an oath? <clears throat> I mean, you would know that oaths are held by um, 
you know, religiously typically associated individuals like knightly orders and okay, things like that. Okay, so I'm justified in my... Correct. <laughs> so again, I mean, despite the fact that, like, practice religion is not common, people, like I've said before, still adhere and worship nature itself. Like, they worship this is a very primitive style, uh, more animism and spiritualism. So there are oaths of knightly orders that are devoted to ideals or philosophical ideologies so like when he says devotion like you mean protection Mm -hmm. effectively uh as for what you would know of the the of acceptance like the monastery of acceptance you would be very vaguely familiar in that it is a specific grouping of servants who are in charge of keeping an eye on people like that in this, they serve exclusively in the city of Ryak, and that is their service. This is an ironic name. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> now, Felix, you actually look similar to some of the people that I grew up with in Ryak. Oh, you hear that? You're fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> fucking green man. Hey, hey, let's let's how about we peel off some of these clothes? What you got hiding under there? Weird tattoos? Fucking. Well, huh? While not everyone Skin was... Skin? <laughs> that isn't fucking green. Keep going, green. keep going. Yeah, pulls up its Regular seat. fucking skin <laughs> that's not fucking green. Well, I, I do it. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Earth, primarily. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, since I've sufficiently been taunted, I'm gonna poke him. I think... Wait, if I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was... Gotcha. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, Felix... Where was it that you grew up? Uh, I grew up in yep. Yen- Yengemma. Yep. Yengemma. <laughs> Glad it happened. Mm-hmm. We're good. What is Yengemma? Oh, just, just a Lawrence and I thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. What's Yengemma? <laughs> <laughs> We've just been baiting it. Fucking green. <laughs> you, are you okay? Y- yes. Have you been trying to get him to... Yes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> That's so good. Just being shady this whole time. Yep. Just freak yep. out feelings. It's very well done. I'm very happy. <laughs> you guys are still standing here. So what What does your hometown, the name, mean? I don't remember. Uh, which one? Yengemma. Uh, let me actually look. Green fucking men. <laughs> because the... I'll do it again. <laughs> The people you got that... it. <laughs> Do I look you phased? <laughs> no. Good. Maybe I'll roll. <laughs> the people I... The other races in Hryak, Uh I was around other... Others similar to you. However, they were not your color. Hidden. Hidden. Yengemma means hidden. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, 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 they weren't my color? No. It's, it's a common, yeah. Oh. What color were they? Uh, brown, similar to that. They were I mean, similar that's... to the color of Earth, rather. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that seems like a bit humans. more normal. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think it does people, sound a little more normal. You would, I think people you would come think, in those colors, too. Uh, however, they, they were also stony. That's uh, a little different. Okay. <laughs> kind of yep. like how he's wet. Yes, so mm-hmm. you have been gotcha. around dirt and stone. Your that was an association that I am surprised that you made. Right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
Interesting that you were not brought up in Hayek as well. Mm-hmm. Were there others like Stop you where smiling. you're from? As far as, uh, <laughs> as, far as Nesgrim would think, yeah. That's you weird. should have been brought up in Hayek as a... As an exile? Yeah. But why? Because you're fucking green. You're fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it obvious? I'm going to shove you. <laughs> Physically shove uh-huh. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. We'll, we'll cut the... it out. What? What's the problem? You. I'm not the green one. (laughs) (laughs) You're so pleased with yourself every time. I roll. Oh, Oh, it's bad. It's one. One? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Unfazed. Yep. (laughs) Would I notice anything happening? I mean, he doesn't have verbal, somatic, or material components. You would feel something, like mm. a shudder, like a psychological tremor, but you're okay. Just like a baby going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, psychological tremor sounds a little weird. Mm-hmm. So why were you not brought up in Hryak? I, I, was, I was raised in Yangema. Are there others like you? No. You're the only green man you know? That's fucking weird. (laughs) Do you know why you're green? Interesting. Do you know why you're wet? (laughs) Just just wet. wet. (laughs) I imagine from my time in Ryak, I wouldn't have found out how... Genasi or nope. created yet. No idea. I would have just known and they you, exist. You, have not, you did not see water ones. Yeah, only Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you... You are very interesting. <laughs> I think he means green. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> just don't look at me. Into his head, I'm going to say. What's the problem? <laughs> What, what do you want? What do you want? Nothing in particular. <laughs> you're, no, you're annoying. Nothing in peculiar. <laughs> nothing in peculiar. <laughs> Perhaps it's time that we go back to Luna's? Yeah. Yeah, that... that was nice. I know, that's why I stopped. <laughs> <clears throat> Is everything okay? Totally fine. Okay, um, if there's nothing else, perhaps we should, uh... Yalumla, uh, yes. would you like okay. to talk about what you saw? I think perhaps I can speak of that with Ethier. Okay. When we are back from Luna's. Sure. Alright, and tomorrow we will try again with your vision and see if I am able to complete that and perhaps get something different, or the same horrifying vision that you have already seen, in which case I will reassure you of that horror. I am nervously looking forward to it. Perhaps you can look into my vision as well. Of course. Would be happy to help. Okay, let's head back to Luna's then, I suppose. I do wonder if Adrian saw something different and chose not to tell you, and perhaps the circle altered what you saw. I do not use a circle, so perhaps... Perhaps you will need a circle? 
or maybe perhaps the circle is what allows you to see as well. As well, yes, that that includes me. Not the case with mine when I. Well, we can try. All of yours have been dead. And we can try with a circle and without a circle. Don, I will remind you that one of the things that Adrian specifically said to you is, lest we wander into one another's. Right. I'm going to exit the tent. Okay. I would also like to exit the tent. I want to whistle for my owl. Okay. You whistle, roll a d20. Just a flat D12. 12. So you step outside. Uh, as I said before, for the weather, it's <laughs> kind of clear. Uh, as you whistle, after a moment or so goes by, you see in the distance, coming from the area that looks like would be on the eastern wall of Slums West, towards the center of the city, your owl oh, flying towards you. And as your owl begins to swoop down in your direction, you can see that there is something in its beak. Smooches. <laughs> is it like a mouse? Roll for perception. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. So you see as your owl approaches you. Now you have a stark white snowy owl, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. As your owl begins to loom and swoop down towards you, you can see that extending out from the sides of its beak is a large rat that looks as though it has been bent inwards from its bite, and you can see the claws of your owl have turned black. And we will conclude there. As soon as you asked me out, I knew he was going to do it to you. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's where we were at with with that. First fish, now this. (laughs) Which is bad with pets. Yeah, Mm. honestly. Well, Lord. Well, chat, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. Um... That was an episode mm-hmm. for lots, sure. Lots of, uh, <laughs> lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, lots of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of running. La, lot. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. If you're new here, make sure you follow us. You can find us again. We stream D&D three to four times a week, depending on the week. Uh, if you type exclamation mark schedule, that'll take you to our calendar of events so you can see when we're live and what we're doing. Um, you can also go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, to catch up on... Uh, past episodes we've got text recaps we've got youtube videos we've got podcasts we make it very easy for you to find out all of the fun things about us and and catch up on on other content that we make so that way you can watch us live and have a good time um but yeah thank you guys very much for watching we'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m eastern time for princes of the apocalypse as we we hopefully get the fuck out of that cave Mm -hmm. but uh yeah thank you very much friends have a good night bye friends Bye. bye goodbye